Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining podcasts. Society-13.com. I like to listen. Welcome to Channel 9 of the STRY Radio Network, where stories live. Before you listen to this podcast, be aware this show often uses very naughty language. If you don't like that, you shouldn't listen. Send your complaints to I am a whiny baby with no sense of humour at nightstory.com or stop by the studio. I'll take you for a ride to a story of my choosing. Hello everyone and welcome to the Ninth Story Podcast. You are listening to episode 504. Today we'll be interviewing A.F. Stewart. She is an author of speculative fiction and horror. She's an amazing person. We can't wait to interview her today. Jeanette Andromeda will be joining us shortly for the interview. But until then, enjoy my short story, Writer's Block, by Immortal Alexander. Blank page. Blank page, blank page, blank page. My eyes were enraged, burning holes in the repulsive thing. A off-white sheet of crisp paper. A canvas with no imagery to light the senses ablaze. No original thoughts. Nothing at all. Inspiration? That's a laugh. Maybe if I just keep thinking, Inspiration! Something will happen. A spark. A sliver of something original. Anything. I squeezed my eyes shut with all the force I could muster. The one vein above my right temples throbs and spasms violently until I think it may burst. Nothing. I grab the fountain pen and stare at it maniacally. The instrument of doom or delight, I think quietly. I look down at the page with flames in my eyes and vengeance in my heart. I shut my eyes once again, with the pen firmly grasped in my right hand, and in a moment of absolute desperation, I stab down with great force, almost snapping the nib in two in the process. My eyes open. I hold up the accursed instrument, which is now dripping red, spattering thick droplets of crimson all over the page that is the bane of my existence. Drip, drip, drip. The thick plum-red droplets fall and explode on the page like napalm turning the whole world a sickening hue. My pupils dilate, 
and become deadlocked with the enemy. I put pen to paper and write scribbling furiously, trying not to mash the tip to pieces before my first paragraph is complete. Scratch, slide, stabbing dots and scrawling lines of discontent. Finally, I am done. I look down with a grin of satisfaction at my work. Then, I start to read. The lamb climbs into the bedroom window and stabs the pig in the throat with a butter knife. The pig squeals with fright at the sight of its own blood being spread on the sheets like freshly churned butter. The lamb admires its work. Next will be the chicken and the cow. Then, and only then, will its breakfast be served, hot and runny, on its plate of justice. What was this dribble? The sight of its own blood being spread on the sheets like freshly churned butter? Is this what happens when I let my mind flow and the pen takes over? Hot garbage. That's what this is. I mean, why did I use red ink? I don't even know why I own red ink. I had stabbed through the paper seal, which made redipping in the ink well difficult, to say the least. What a mess. There was red ink splattered all over the place from my incessant flicking whenever I moved to a new line. It was all over my hands, my white shirt, my pants. I even think some of it got in my hair. The man of the shop said this pen was special. That it had once belonged to Edgar Allan Poe himself. What a load of crap. The black paint on the wood handle was flicked badly from age, but it didn't look special. The handle was fairly smooth, except for a small engraving on the grip. A circle, with a triangle in it that had tiny symbols on the tip of each point. It reminded me of an old arcane power circle from one of my many books on the occult. The man said, It holds great power. That if I close my eyes and look for a great story, a vision will come to me and allow my hand to do the work on its own. Wealth, fame, fortune, all could be mine if I only believed in the power of the pen. What a load of bull. I stared at the stupid thing. What a piece of junk. I don't believe in you. You hear me, you ugly lump of wood and metal. Maybe it was my imagination. Maybe I was hallucinating. But I could swear there was a light coming from the tip of the pen for a brief moment. I hadn't slept for well over a day, so I could be seeing things. I dropped the pen on the desk and rubbed my eyes. I probably smeared red ink all over my face in the process. When I opened my eyes, the pen was lying there motionless. No glow, just an old fountain pen with a red stained tip. With a swoop of my hand, I snatched up the paper and crumbled it into a tight little ball, then swished it right into the rubbish bin where it belongs. 
I grabbed a fresh sheet of paper from my metal organizer bin and slapped it on the table. Now, I thought to myself, we will begin again with great vigor and enthusiasm. I grabbed an old ballpoint pen from my mug of writing instruments and readied my hand. There was the old fountain pen staring back at me just below the fresh sheet of parchment. Call me strange, but I could feel its contempt for my choice of writing implement. Away with you! Your sight sickens me! I said, snatching up the thing with my free hand and flung it hard across the room. I turned my attention back to the blank page, but something gave me pause. I never heard the pen hit the wall or the floor. I turned my head slowly to the left, and my eyes went wide. There was the pen. It was floating, the tip pointing in my direction, glowing red. Before I could blink, the pen had lunged right into a main artery in my neck, blood spurting everywhere. I grabbed the wounded area, trying to stop the rivers of crimson from spilling out, but it was too late. The pen slid out of my neck and flew to the page. It began writing furiously, ever so often flying back into my neck to refill before returning back to the page. I held back as much of my lifeblood from spilling on the floor as I could. The funny thing is that as dire as my situation was, I could not help but read as the cursed pen wrote. To my surprise, the story it was writing was actually quite wonderful. Truly brilliant work. Just as the shopkeeper said it would. I read as much as I could before it all went black. I guess I should have asked for the instructions. So, hi! How are you? It's really cool to actually, like, in voice meet you, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Just been very busy lately. I I believe it. You do so much. I can't, like, I already knew you did a lot. And then preparing for this interview, I looked even closer at all of the things you do. And I'm just like, holy moly, the blog and how much you do online and just the writing I don't even know how do you do all of it in a day I don't know really <laughs> I, ha I have no life outside so, so you know I live a very quiet life so and I work at home so it's sort of just you know part of my day so that that works <laughs> yeah so um is it okay if we refer to you as Anita do you want to be called anything else during this interview no, Anita's fine. Um, I just use the initials for the writing mostly because, you know, there's, there was a cookbook author in Canada with my name. So oh. when I started out, I used initials so I wouldn't get confused. And I was also, because I was doing horror, I wasn't sure if a woman in horror would go over well. So <laughs> when I started out, nowadays, I mean, they're all over the place. But That's true. I, yeah. <laughs> I like it. For those who are actually listening to the podcast it took a good long while to actually get on the phone with you and we actually ended up on the phone <laughs> instead of through <laughs> skype though technically on our end we're also still on skype but um 
Anita, also known as A.F. Stewart, is a horror author and author of many, many, many stories and books, and I was just stunned by the serious amount of work that you've published already. We were, um, we were actually uh, earlier kind of uh, wondering what to call you on, on the phone, like A.F. Stewart or Anita, and you had said before we started that Anita, Anita was okay, but when we were thinking about it, like, how about talented A.F.? Because <laughs> you are talented as fuck. <laughs> Hope you don't mind the cursing. <laughs> no, I, I, I grew up in Nova Scotia. I'm used to cursing. Perfect. <laughs> um, so the first thing I wanted to jump in with was Alice in the Basement and Killers and Demons 2 because I finally finished the um, video that <laughs> was based on your story. Actually, it was your story, just with illustrations. Um, so... Thank you again for sharing your story with me so I could make that, even though it took forever. Well, the creative process can't be rushed. <laughs> True, sometimes and, it and can. And you did, you did an absolutely fabulous job on it, too. I just loved it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so <laughs> much. It was much. a lot of fun slipping into that character um, and creating her voice and everything. Because you put so much personality into that one little story. It was just delightfully yeah. wicked. Yeah, well, she she was an easy one to write. Um, I I didn't uh, have too much problem with that one. But she kind of came she she came right like right off the pen, as it were, really quickly. Do you um, remember where the initial like spark of that story came from? Um, well, I was um, when I was writing Killers and Demons, I kind of made a conscious choice the second book uh, to to. Um, use female killers mm -hmm. in a lot of the stories because in the first book I'd gone with the male, you know, traditionally male serial killers and demons and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so when I was thinking of, you know, what kind of females I wanted to be evil, um, I thought, well, why not go with a little girl, you know, sort of like the bad seed, you know, those, um, that, that old movie, I think it's an old movie. Yeah. Anyway, and I thought, well, th that would kind of be interesting to do it from the little girl's point of view, because and and um, contrast like the innocence that you would normally associate with a child, and the evil impulses that she has, and that's kind of where I went started with that story. I really enjoyed how you explored that concept with that story because she does. She's just like, at first, you're just like, oh, no, why would they lock her in the basement? And then by the end, you're like, oh, no, why would they let her out? <laughs> yeah, that, that that's that's what I, I did that consciously because I thought, well, we start the story, um, you know, like she's locked in the basement and it's maybe it's her father that's the evil one, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, your typical is he abusing the child sort of story and then i flipped it on its head that she's the one that needs to be locked up <laughs> yeah, kind of like a damien or something like that yeah exactly <clears throat> okay so uh you seem to have a penchant for wicked characters anita uh where does that fascination come from um i've always liked the villain <laughs> i mean just, i mean i liked in in sleeping beauty the cartoon when i was a kid i always liked maleficent and not Sleeping Beauty, you know, I was rooting for the villain, <laughs> and the same way with the Star Wars when I seen it. I mean, I liked the, I loved the movie, but it was Darth Vader that I really was fascinated with. So, I mean, I've always had this kind of fascination with the villains because they always seem to have more fun. Yeah, they do. 
Yeah, for most of the story, they're just like, this is awesome. I'm in charge. This is great. Those meddling kids. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind of end up. They kind of end up badly, which is kind of the reason I wrote the Killer and Demons series in the first place, because I kind of wanted to give the villains a happy ending. <laughs> That's awesome. Out of that collection, which is um, one story that you really just? Uh, I know it's hard to pick a favorite, but I guess one that you were the most happy with how it came out. Well, Alice in the Basement is the is one I like. Probably that came out the best, and um, the doll dollmaker. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that one. That one came out. The, the hardest one to write was the family trait. Mm-hmm. Because I had a, I had to, I wrote that. I mean, the original writing of that it just didn't work very well, and my editor helped me to get me on track with that one. So that one pretty much went through a whole rewrite with the editing process. What did um, what thoughts did the editor bring to that story that really changed it? Well, I mean, she she pointed out that it, it just it it wasn't working that it, that the um, that the story just wasn't deep enough that it was too superficial. Okay. So that that's why I changed around. Um, like originally, there was nothing. She hadn't. She wasn't kidnapped, and and she they didn't show her the stuff. So I added all the the different the the demon world into it, uh-huh. and kind of fleshed it out a little bit. Nice. Yeah, the demon yeah. Uh, stories and the demonic stories in the in that book is definitely some of the more fascinating stories. Yeah, I think um, both of us love fantasy a lot. So when you went into the demon realm of things, it just like it went from like I'm interested in serial killers, but serial killers with demons. <laughs> it just adds that extra flair to it, and I really enjoyed the imagination you brought to those stories. Yeah, well, fantasy was my first love, and it's it's where I kind of started with my writing. It's sort of the horror sort of crept in later. <laughs> so I sort of switched back and forth between the two genres. I can see that a lot with your writing, because it, it shines through your horror where the fantasy is concerned. Um, what were some of your earliest fantasy pieces like? Well, um, I wrote a King Arthur novel, which mm-hmm. is still still needs to be rewritten, but that was one of the first ones. And um, I started on a fantasy novel that I'm still working on. I kind of get side sidetracked from a couple of my original novels, mm-hmm. um, but the Song of the Wind and Sea is that one. It's basically it's where it's it's um, wizards are are musicians. Oh, cool. Yeah, because, I mean, in order to, to do magic, they have to do music. If I love that, because music really is a form of magic. Yeah, very yeah. much so. So, I mean, I'm still working on that series. Nice. That, that, will, that will be published one day. I, I've kind of <laughs> gotten sidetracked on a few other books in the meantime, though. Yeah, for our listeners, a few other books translates to seven anthologies and at least 18 books. <laughs> and as far as the concept of uh, music and magic, I think, isn't it voodoo that uses a rhythm in order to do their incantations? Yeah, I, yeah, I think, think so. so. There's a lot of them where, uh, I mean, if you even think about like Roman Catholicism, the chants and everything, that's it's just yeah. part of a lot of meditation and things like that where it, yeah. music and the yeah. mystic well, are well, tied. my inspiration for that book was um with the 
the Celtic bards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the the music and 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 mysticism is is very much a part of the Celtic mythology. So I thought it would be neat to combine the two of them. I like that. And make them, yeah. Especially, I I think Celtic mythology has a lot of just richness to it to work off of as well. No, no, yeah, actually, I use that. I use that a lot in my stories. I, I like Celtic mythology. <laughs> no, I'm actually a lot more. Uh, I, I my only uh, introduction to your work is through Killers and Demons too. And now that I'm hearing all of this about fantasy, I'm I'm much more interested in like delving into even more of your work because I really one of the stories that I gravitated towards the most in Killers and Demons too was the story Runner. Uh, I just thought oh both was... yeah both is there yeah he's got a story in the first book too. Oh, nice! Oh, that's Victorian I'm gonna, Shadows. I'm gonna have to that, that that, now. and he's got a couple of more things. I've I've got a couple of uh, short flash fictions of his on my blog somewhere. Fun. We and need to I, search for those. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to write. I'm one of these days. I'm going to write a, a book of his days as a pirate. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and um, there's if I ever finish the collection, I've got another uh, story of his coming up. Where he goes to a, a realm of hell that's actually steampunk. Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I really do love uh, in, in the era of pirates, um, the mythology, like the where people would think somebody's even greater or more demonic than they are, and that concept. And I, I think there's a lot of works that don't really delve deep enough into that. So anytime I can find something about pirate lore where it's it's you know. Uh, you know, fictional, and and there's almost like a demonic quality to the main pirate or one of the main characters, and that yeah. mythology becomes real. To me, that's like that's the bee's knees. <laughs> bee's yeah. knees. Well, well, his story, he's actually a demon, so it's perfect. A demon and a pirate. A happy marriage. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm also doing an, another. Um, I got another book coming up, hopefully at the end of the year, if I get it finished. Um, that's seafaring. It's not pirate exactly. Mm. It's uh, more ghost ship. That's uh, called Ghost of the Sea Moon. Nice. And that's that. That's that's a fantasy novel, straight fantasy novel. You had me it's at not ghost so ship. Much he, you did. My mouth literally <laughs> just dropped. I was like, ghost ship. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> well, yeah. It, the, the concept of the book is that the the that there's these dysfunctional gods, and one of them is captain of a ship. That is manned by live people and ghosts, <laughs> and they fight sea monsters for the souls of drowned sailors. Oh, that I I look forward to reading that. I hope you do. Yeah, send and, that and, up this and, year. and and there's there's an epic god battle in there because his sister wants to kill him, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, that's awesome! How how long have you been working on that particular one? That one's about it. I've been working on it this year. I've got the first draft finished, and I should be able to finish it up, polish it up in the next few months. And hopefully I'll be able to get it published by the end of the year. But uh, <laughs> I've been having some delays, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the timeline has been delayed because I, I, I was supposed to get back to work on it, but then I got a cold, and mm-hmm. and I've got the, the convention coming up too. So, But hopefully I'll get back on track with that one. Yeah. Um, since you mentioned the convention, that was one of the things I did want to talk about was um, your books. To, uh, it was Brain to Books? Brain to Books. Brain to Cyber Books, Cyber convention. convention and Book Expo. 
it I we <laughs> it sounds so cool. Just like this online massive extravaganza of books. Um, what do you have planned for that? Um, well, the horror genre, because I mean, it's divided into the whole convention is divided into genres. We have fantasy, thriller, horror, um, sci- science fiction, sci- science fantasy, historical, young adult, and mystery. I think that's it. Wow. Oh, oh no, and memoir, memoir. Forgot oh, one. cool. Anyway, um, uh, and the horror department has um, we've got a blog hop planned. And a genre tour, which is um, the genre tour is going to be focusing on horror, you know, um, what people like about it, why the writers got into it, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the blog hop will be focusing on the authors. And we have a scavenger hunt to go along with the blog hop with a, a prize pack that, that the, the readers can win. And we've got the book expo, which will basically be like, that's just sort of like a showcase for all the books of the authors who are participating. And we have our um, our author showcase, which is on Goodreads. Nice. And that's basically that's that's sort of like the virtual equivalent of uh, an author table in a real life convention. Mm-hmm. So we have like little booths set up for all the authors under genres, and readers can, can come in and they can chat with us and ask questions, and we'll be posting stuff all all through the weekend. And, and for our listeners that are unfamiliar with the Brains to Books convention, it is a online, exclusively online convention. Yeah. And it will be publicized all over the place. So, <laughs> Have you guys decided what's going to be in the prize pack yet? Um, well, so far we have the horror haiku and other poems book from me. We've got um, Carol James Marshall offering some goodie bags of some of like swag from her stuff. Um, Nicholas Pachel is um, uh, offering one of his books, The Grimlock Chronicles, and uh, Heidi Angel is offering her book, The Hunters. And that, that's what we have so far. Some more donations may come in by the, by April, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and well, plus there's the mass giveaway that Brains to Books, the Brain to Book site is mm-hmm. is holding, which is basically. Um, Every well, not every author, but a good many of the authors that are participating, and I think there's over like 200 wow. now, um, uh, are donating books, and one winner gets everything. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you and would not need you, to buy books for like three years. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how many of the 200 are actually participating, but it's probably quite a, a quite a chunk of books because I know there was last year. Wow, and um. If you if readers um, sign up for Save the Date on the website, mm-hmm. um, they're entered into a Amazon gift card giveaway. That is so cool. We'll definitely yeah. be helping promote that. Um, I it just sounds like so much fun. I'm going to sign up as a reader if nothing yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the horror. Uh, one more thing, the horror uh, genre. We're doing a horror haul on Facebook mm-hmm. for the entire weekend. It's basically you can come, you can chat, you can post your stuff, you can ask questions, and I'll be sort of previewing events that are going on as well. So So you're going to be pretty busy that weekend, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Plus, plus I'm I'm, I'm the only, the good thing is we're we're pre-recording the panels this year, so I won't have to be doing live stuff during the convention weekend. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Oh, so this is um, not the first year they've done this then, yeah? This is the third year. Um, wow. The, this is the first year we've had the website, though, because um, the past two years it's just been on Goodreads. Oh, wow. And Facebook. So, But this year we have the website, and it's gone like really big stuff time because we've, we've got some sponsors um, this year, and um, so it's 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 gotten a lot bigger this year. <laughs> it it sounds like it <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we're having a, a cosplay contest too, which is kind of fun. What? That is so cool. Yeah, the authors sign up for it. Um, they dress up like their characters, <laughs> and then the pictures will be posted. And I believe that readers can actually participate during the convention weekend as well for fun. Uh, I know what I'm doing that weekend. <laughs> I'm just gonna like. Yeah. You do have the I gotta, my desk. I gotta get more information on that one because I'm not I'm not um, involved in the organizing of that one. So I I, I still have to get some information on that because if 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 um if I can participate as a reader, I know I'm going to dress up as um Lizzie Borden from Lizzie Borden Zombie Hunter. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna take a picture anyway and post it on the horror hall one way or the other. Because I mean, I got I got this um, little bloody axe that I had from Halloween. Nice. So, yeah. Jeanette did actually make a pretty elaborate wig for Alice in the Basement that she never used. So. Oh, I never used it. Because <laughs> initially we were gonna do it like um, we did for. Uh, an excerpt for Pandora, which was like I dressed up and we did this whole like Elvira section of the narration. And I was just like, you know what? It kind of pulls you out of the story. And I want the focus to be on the story, not my face. So that's why you ended up with so many illustrations. But at one point I was like, I'm going to dress up like a demented doll and then perform the story. <laughs> so I, I made this ridiculous yarn wig for uh dressing up as Alice but yeah actually that would be a fun cosplay <laughs> and we actually are going to for our listeners we're definitely going to put uh, the links to the Brains to Book Cyber Convention um, in the show notes so you can find that in the show notes wherever you find our podcast so you can get you can find this lovely convention and participate as a reader or as a writer yeah um, that's B2B Psycon S- uh, psh, fail B two B C Y C O N dot com nailed it. That's the, number, <laughs> that's the number two. The number two. Um, but you also mentioned your horror haiku and other poems, which was another thing I wanted to touch base on because I'm very proud <laughs> um, well, that I was able be. to you be part of it. it. <laughs> I actually did. Well, your your horror haikus they did. So. Oh, that's awesome! That's yeah, so cool. I mean, yeah, well, I had so many poems after participating in them. I thought, why not put them in a book? So I probably have enough for, for a sequel next year. So. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so how many how many uh, poems did you end up collecting into that into that book? Oh, um, it's quite a few. I mean, I put a few extra poems in of my own, like my horror poems. But I think I had, what was it, 38 haiku? Yeah. Something like that? You had quite a few. Yeah, something like that. And, and several of, uh, longer poems. That is but fantastic. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really, I'm really happy that um, I was able to help make that happen. And the fact that not only that happened, but you put it together into an actual book and put it out there in the world. I'm just proud. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, well, we got a Predator and Editor Award for it, so I put it on the Predators and Editors poll, yeah. poll, and it won the first spot. Awesome. Congratulations. That is, yeah. that is awesome. Mm. Unfortunately, we, I think we, we failed to get a Bram Stoker nomination, but oh, bummer. we were considered for a while. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> that yeah. is really, really cool. <laughs> and for the listeners, here is Jeanette's uh, audio version of Alice in the Basement by A.F. Stewart. I'm Alice, and today's my birthday. I'm six. I wanted a party, but I didn't get one. My daddy's mad at me. My mommy, too. Again. They say I was bad, that I did something horrible. I don't think I did a bad thing, but nobody tells daddy he's wrong. He shook me and hit me on my bottom. It hurt, but I didn't cry. I never cry when he spanks me. He made me go into the basement with him, and he locked me in the small, dark room. I don't like the small, dark room. It smells funny. Daddy uses it to punish me anyways. I don't like it. I don't like being alone in the dark. I don't want to be punished. I want to be playing with my toys and eat birthday cake. I hate it down here. This is all my dumb baby brother's fault. Stupid dumb brother. He's too and annoying. He smells and he cries and he steals my toys. I don't like him. I just tried to fix things. Mommy asked me to watch him when the phone rang at bathroom. I didn't want to, but I had to. I had to watch him sit on the bathroom floor and drool. I stuck out my tongue and he laughed at me. So I splashed water at him from the tub. And that's when it just popped into my head. My idea. I told him we were going to play a special game, and I helped him into the tub, but he had to go and cry before I finished, and that's why my mommy came roaming back in and caught me. But I had fun before she stopped everything. I liked sticking his small head under the water in the bathtub. (laughs) I just wish I could have finished and then he'd be dead like the rest. Like the mean stray cat that tried to bite me, or that nasty slimy frog, or that noisy squirrel. And the two puppies mommy and daddy bought me. They peed and whined and smelled just like my brother. Mommy and daddy don't buy me animals no more. Too bad I didn't get to make my brother dead. Mommy stopped me. She called the doctor people and they took my brother to the hospital and she told them he had an accident. She told my daddy the truth. They yelled at each other about what I'd done and shouted lots of naughty words saying they don't know what to do about my being, my doing bad things. But I wasn't being bad. I was being me. I told daddy that. I shouldn't have. He got mad. Real mad. He yelled and called me awful names. Said I was wicked and evil. He said I was something called a bad seed and locked me down here. That was three days ago. It feels like lots longer. But I heard mommy and daddy talking last night. They said they can't keep me down here no more. That's good. I got stuff to do. Maybe even finish my game. Cause I'm sorry my nasty brother's not dead. I hate him. 
And I hate my mommy and daddy, too. They keep telling me I can't do stuff, like play games with my brother. I think I'm going to kill my daddy and my mommy someday. And anybody else I want to. Anybody that tells me I can't do stuff. Then they can say I've been bad. Because it'll be true. Wow, my voice is so cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was that was Alice in the Basement. Um, I, in the end, Anita, am so incredibly proud of putting that together. It was definitely difficult, but in the end, it was really, really worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I posted it up in the, the my Bloody Valentine event and um, got. Oh, got really good raves on it. The people who watched it loved it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it came out in time for that, actually. <laughs> um, so the other thing that we wanted to talk to you about was uh, you are so incredibly just, you're in so many collections. And I was curious um, with the anthologies that you are a part of, What's your process for finding these and submitting to them? Um, well, they sort of fall in my lap, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like the the like um, the Christmas lights ones you you mentioned those um, earlier. Um, but um, like I just happened to know a couple of authors who were doing those, and that was by invite only. And um, so I got invited on the third one because they wanted some more authors in. Nice. So yeah, and, um and uh, I keep getting asked back so <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I mean and it's a charity anthology for the National Domestic Coalition of Domestic Violence. So I'm happy to take part in that one. Yeah, that's that's a really cool thing. Um that, you know, for our listeners are unaware are unaware Christmas Lights is a collection of short stories from a bunch of different authors and all of the money goes towards the National Coalition of Against Domestic Violence, I believe for education and for prevention. Yeah. And I think that's really a fantastic thing. Actually, I bought a copy. I found that, uh, I don't think, I think it might have been through you on, on Twitter or somewhere. And I uh, bought a couple a copy of that uh, for, my, for the Kindle uh, around Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of talented authors um, I'm involved in that, and they're, they're good books. So, um, forgive me, I haven't read that one yet, but I'm curious, what kind of story did you add to the collection? Um, well, um, I went sort of fantasy, the fantasy horror combination with most of my stories. Like, the mm-hmm. first one I did was um, Once Upon a Christmas Eve, and it's basically sort of um, Dickens meets Stephen King. <laughs> um, you get you got this nice little Victorian Dickens sort of village that has ghosts that the that the trying to suck the life out of them on Christmas Eve. And uh we got our our, our plucky heroine Ginny who stops it, so <laughs> and then the the second one I wrote was the steampunk story and that was the the Professor's Christmas Ghost. I think that's the title. Anyway, and that's just that that's kind of a, kind of a ghost Hunters. Oh, cool. In steam, yeah, the steampunk, and it takes place on on Christmas Eve or Christmas in, at an orphanage, and that, that that I liked that one. It was kind of fun. And then I wrote my um, 
uh, Santa Claus Krampus story, <laughs> which I liked. I've always wanted to write a Krampus story, so that was sort of like two orphans and Santa Claus and Krampus, and that was fun. And this last one I wrote was a uh, a fairy tale sort of thing. It was basically it was um, about fairies and the Snow Queen. Nice. Yeah. And I like that. That one came out well. Although it, that one took a weird turn, though, because I started out with one thing. I started out writing one thing, and then it sort of turned out into this revenge story. <laughs> so it, it turned out well anyway. So Nice. Well, do you find that a lot of your stories kind of just take a weird turn sometimes? or um, Not often, but they do sometimes. It's like you, you, you start out writing one thing, and then all of a sudden the characters want to do something entirely different. So you... <laughs> Just go with it. <clears throat> I'm uh, also curious, like, in since, you, I mean, you write a ton, but what is your writing process like? Do you outline things or do you just kind of dive into stuff? Well, with the novels, yeah, I do outline because I got to do a lot of research with them because a lot of my stuff is, is either history-based or it's world-building, mm-hmm. it's fantasy stuff. So I have to do, yeah, a lot of outlining and a lot of research with them. With the short stories, I usually just sort of start out and wing it, though. And I research as I go if I have to, because if I'm doing a historical Victorian thing or or some other historical setting, I'll I'll start writing and then I'll research as I write. Like for one story, I was writing in the middle of it, and then I had to stop and, and, and research Victorian doorknobs. <laughs> Because, I mean, I, I wasn't sure, you know, what kind of doorknobs to Victorians, because the, the character was reaching out and turning the doorknob on the door, right? Yeah. I'm going, okay, so what would it be? Would it be an ordinary doorknob or would it be a handle? And so I had to research that to find out. And, Anita, what is your process for organizing all of your research? Lots and lots of Word documents. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> In a in 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 a nice little folders, and, and then and then there's folders in the folders and pictures and 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 I got some Pinterest boards that I put some photos on so I can go back and 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 look at things because I, I I like to visually things help when I'm I'm looking like if I look at a coat it's easier to describe it mm-hmm. yeah or if I yeah. yeah so so I'm very visual so so I have some Pinterest boards that I have a lot of stuff on. I actually follow your Pinterest boards. I find it fascinating. <laughs> I'm never quite sure what they're for, but now I know. <laughs> yeah, well, um, they're all organized into into different things, like the stories. Like my mm-hmm. stories, that's that's usually where I post the stuff I write or stuff I've found that I like other people have written. And um, the poems, that's just where I post poem stuff. And then I've got the writing inspiration. That's usually where I post all my grammar or stuff. And then I've got all I've got boards for different books, and then I've just got boards for stuff I like, like art and TV shows and movies and things. So that uh, kind of ties into my next question for you, which is, what are some of your favorite sources for inspiration? Oh, well, um, they can be anything, really. I mean, I've got. I mean, um, dark black pictures are are good inspiration for me. I love things that are like dark and gloomy and spooky and foggy and misty and have moons in them, pictures and things like that. I'm very 
uh, I seem to be very into moonlight, especially when I write poems. I've I've found that a lot of my poems are are about moon and dark things that come out under the moon. <laughs> and and, you know, and you're, you're so prolific with uh, wherever you are. You're like everywhere, and you're on you're blogging and you're writing and you have all these books. And you have this huge presence online. How on earth do you find the time to do all of that? Um, I honestly don't know because I mean I I multitask an awful lot because I'm I'm usually I'm doing the emails and checking the Facebook and then and writing stuff while I'm doing it a lot of times. Anyway, and I, I just I recently added the the Pen of the Damned blog to my repertoire, mm-hmm. so I've got that now. Just wow! <laughs> like I, I'm gonna add all this stuff to the show notes too, just so everyone can just look at it and go. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn. If you are, yeah, if you are a horror fan, you really should check out Pen of the Dam because it's story. it's. I've recently joined the authors there, but the other ones, oh, they are just fabulous writers, and their stories are worth a read. Yeah, they are. That's one of my favorite um, websites to haunt. Mm. Um, so. I guess with all of this online, where uh, do you recommend people start to get to know you and your work? Well, my website's probably the best place because I've got everything posted there. Um, and that's the, that's the um, Welcome to Avalon WordPress blog. Mm-hmm. I can give you the address if you want it. Yeah, go for it. Okay. It's HTTPS and all those colons and slashes. And then it's avalonblog.wordpress.com. And it's A F A L L O N blog. If that Perfect. made any sense. That did make sense. We'll, okay, we'll also good. have that in our show notes so people can find it yeah. real quick. Because I mean, I've got um, I've got video. I've got all my I got my videos up there. I've got all my social sites and where to find free stories. And um, I've got some updates. And you can sign up for my newsletter, which is not not that frequent. So. <laughs> I'm very bad at doing the newsletters, but I am trying. And um, uh, I've got uh, upcoming books, and I've got all my books listed there. So So it's basically a one-stop site for everything. Perfect. One quick question we I think we forgot to ask entirely is, what is your writing process? Oh, yeah. We didn't ask that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, basically, my writing process is just to sit down at the computer and, and... write stuff and or and then when the muse hits because i mean i can just be walking around the apartment and then bang an idea comes to me and i have to go write it down it's like the other day i wrote um i wrote a story that's it's for the convention mm-hmm. and i just wrote down basic bare bones of the story and then i went off and did the dishes and then as i'm doing the dishes i'm going you know i should add that to the story and this and that so then i had to go back and tweak it all up and i ended up finishing the entire story so i mean it's just like it hits me and there it is and that's basically that's basically my writing process you know i can sit i can sit down and stare at the computer and not write anything and then i can sit down and stare at the computer and spend two hours and write bunches so, I mean, it's weird. My mind just works weird. I'll, I'll do that, too, where I'll be doing the dishes, and then I'll have an idea for one of my stories that I 
and just pops in my head and I'll, I'll just I'll just dry my hands and I'll like take my phone out and I'll make a couple of quick notes just so I remember those ideas of where I want to start and yeah. then I'll, I'll, I'll we'll go back to my dishes but I don't when I have an idea I'm just like oh and then I drop whatever I'm doing and I yeah. go do stuff I'm and then more she like that it's like the yeah. dishes can wait because I'm gonna forget it if I don't put it down exactly now. and then that's why in my house you'll find like a sponge on top of the refrigerator for some reason or a coffee cup in the middle of the living room like yeah ah, Jeanette had an idea <laughs> It's like, um, like sometimes it's like I'm, I'm looking at the clock. Oh yeah, it's, it's twelve o'clock. It's almost time for lunch. So I'll just do a little writing first, and mm-hmm. then write, 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 and then they'll look up and it's, oh, it's one thirty. You know, <laughs> I really should go get that lunch. <laughs> Why is my stomach growling? It's only been oh an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> Well, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anita, for coming on the show with us. This was awesome. It was so nice to like meet you this way. Uh, I know we've been talking a lot online for a couple of years now, so it was really nice actually talking to you. Yeah, well, it was my pleasure. It was enjoyable talking to you, too. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, Alex? I, I really do enjoy your haikus. I, 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 I love them. Every, every <laughs> Tuesday, I'm always looking for your... your your contribution is and i really love them very much so thank you so much for you know interacting with us and in participating in the horror haikus day and i can't wait to delve deep into your entire collection of works yeah well um i've always loved writing haikus so i mean it's just a pleasure to to participate (laughs) it seemed like it was it was kind of made for you i think (laughs) and thank you so much anita for spending your your afternoon with us yeah. Um, My pleasure. I had fun. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Ninth Story Podcast. And thank you so much to our sponsor, Rode Microphones. You can go to Rode.com. That's R-O-D-E.com for all your audio needs. And they are really, really great folks. So go over and check them out at R-O-D-E.com. And thank you guys so much for listening this week. And we have some really great guests coming up. We hope you're enjoying our new season, season five. And please go check out A.F. Stewart's many, many, many books and short story collections and everything else on her website. All the links to this will be in the show notes, including the links to the Brains to Books convention that she helps run. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, keep reading, keep writing, keep making creative things. And one day... The nightmares may come true. Enjoy. I don't uh, uh, partake in caffeine any longer, so my brain has a hard time waking up. So when you guys are like, oh, first thing, best part of waking up is something in your cup. Mine's not caffeine. And then it doesn't work. And my brain's like, nope. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.